I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I am your hostess with the mostest, Christy Code Red. As I adjust my camera, there we go. <laughs> Surely I wouldn't just do that before I hit the camera rolling, but oh, it's one thing I am, and that is real and authentic. <laughs> so, Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, happy to be here with you. Glad you are here with me. Another great podcast for you today. Another motivating, awesome podcast to help keep you thinking, help keep you on track and help give you hope and healing from whatever you're going through. A lot of people are going through so much shame and that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the shame of gaining your weight back and how to let that go and get back on the horse. Before we begin, I want to read a couple of ratings that we received on Facebook from our Code Red Lifestyle Facebook page. There are Facebook groups and then there are Facebook pages. And this is a page that has, how many people on this page? Oh Lord, uh, 60,000 followers and uh, quite a few reviews. And I'm gonna read a few of them to you. So Chris McAllister says, or she writes, the support and knowledge of the coaches and leaders, the accountability and the love of all these rebels, the a lifestyle of nutrition that is 100% sustainable, delicious food, more energy than I know what to do with. And she gave Code Red Lifestyle five stars. Thank you, Chris McAllister. Nancy says, 100% in and fully recommend this lifestyle to anyone who wants to lose weight and keep it off indefinitely. Thank you, Nancy. Barbie Miller writes, the Code Red lifestyle has changed my life. I was at rock bottom, miserable, unhealthy, scared. In two and a half months, I lost a third of my weight. I was a third of my weight to the 90 pound weight loss goal. I have a clearer head, less aches and pains, no longer need my medication and feel so much better. Losing weight has been slow and difficult for me, but not this time. And this lifestyle is sustainable. So this will be the last time I go around the mountain, as Christy says. <laughs> Barbie Miller, thank you so much. Let me read another one here. Angela Ritchie writes, she gives it five stars, the Code Red Lifestyle. Great to be in a group that is so determined. The assignments, the suggestions, the reinforcements, the encouragement is just what I needed. And now I go through my Facebook groups and unfollow groups that aren't aligned with this way of life. No more sugar, no more breads, pastas, processed foods for me. I love it. Thank you so much for that five-star review, Angela. Well, I just want, I keep wanting to read more. I keep wanting to read more. I should stumble upon one of the lower ratings. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You know, that's funny because um, the lower ratings, it doesn't bother me. It actually makes me want to talk to the person and find out what it is that we did that didn't meet or exceed their expectations. What happened that made it to where this person was not able to succeed eating real food, water, and sleep? What was it that made me have a such a low review? But I can't find, uh, I cannot find any. I'm looking through here. I wish you would let me sort it out according to the reviews, and that way I can just go right to the right to the low ratings. But more than likely, you know, usually when someone who isn't able to succeed on real food, water, and sleep, it's normally not me. 
it's normally not the real food, water, and sleep. It's me. It's that I called them out and they got offended at that or that they're not allowed to have cheat meals like they can on Weight Watchers and Nutrisystem and all the other, you know, typical keto programs. They allow you to, to have that. They allow you to do the workaround. They allow you to have uh, processed food as long as it's keto. Like we just don't allow that. It's real food, water, and sleep. It's no processed food. There's no cheat meals. We don't use food to address uh, anxiety or stress or we don't use food to grieve. We don't use food to deal with our anger. We don't use food to deal with... Um, our problems. And we teach our rebels to deal with their problems through other means, by way of other means, not by medicating with food. And a lot of people just don't like it when I call them out on that. So definitely before you join the Code Red Lifestyle, you have to be okay with my way of communicating. Because the Code Red certified coaches, although they all have very different personalities and they don't quite have the delivery that I have, they are trained to deliver the program the way I want them to deliver the program. So they're going to hold your feet to the fire. They all have different ways of doing it, but they have the same expectations of you that I do. So if that's not okay with you, if you still want to literally have your cake and eat it too, if you still want to have your wine at night, if you still want to have your cheese and crackers, if you still want to have your keto desserts and you still want to have margarita Mondays and taco Tuesdays. And if you want to have all that crap, then don't come to me because that's not going to fly with me. We don't play that way. There's a reason why we're able to get 10% of a person's body weight off every month without shakes, pills, diet foods, or exercise because we keep people on the straight and narrow. And then we teach you how to navigate through real life by still staying on the plan. And that's real food, water, and sleep. Those are the three non-negotiables of Code Red, real food, water, and sleep. And that's why Code Red will never go out of style because people say, well, that's not sustainable. Really? Real food, water, and sleep? You can't do that for the rest of your life? That doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the one-star reviews. That's right. I'm sure that that's one of the, you know, that's probably what it is that somebody, I just can't find them, you guys. I don't know how to find the one-star reviews to be able to read those. I think that that, in all fairness, I, I would gladly read those for you and perhaps kind of just explain to you maybe what happened or where I went wrong or, or whatever. I don't know. But normally those are because somebody doesn't want to be, they don't want to have their feet held to the fire. They're just not ready. And the pain of being fat has got to be greater than the pain of your old lifestyle. So let's talk about gaining your weight back. Let's talk about the shame of falling off the wagon, the shame of getting your weight back. Let me tell you, I do not like this subject. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to address it. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. In fact, I wish my sister Carrie was with me right now because she can help me better navigate through this subject than I can. I just, I don't like it. It gives me anxiety. It triggers me. It, I avoid it. I don't like it because for me, this is the hardest part and the worst part of my job. It's funny because, you know, I own Code Red, but I just, I work for Code Red. Code Red pays me a salary and <laughs> and I always say, well, like the, my part of Code Red, my job of Code Red, this is my least favorite part. And it is my inability to disconnect. I have no ability to be able to disconnect from people. Carrie has a background in ICU and open hearts, and she has a much better ability because of her years of taking care of people who landed themselves in the ER or in the ICU because of some stupid thing they did. And then they walk out of the hospital and they go right for the same thing that landed them in the hospital in the first place. And she just, she learned how to disconnect. 
She learned how to give great patient care and save their life and make them get better. And then when they're gone, they're gone. She doesn't take it personally. She doesn't, it doesn't bother her. She doesn't, it doesn't keep her up at night wondering. And you know what? It does me. I do take it personal. And people like Dr. Corey, she's a psychiatrist and she's one of our Code Red leaders. Of course, to be a Code Red leader, you had to have lost all your weight through a custom program and then you have to keep it off. And then there are several other steps to becoming a Code Red leader and then eventually becoming a Code Red coach. So of course she lost all, your, all of her weight, like 65, no, 80 pounds. I think it was something like 85, 80 pounds. Yeah, 80 some pounds and kept it off in her 50s, you know, lost it in her 50s and has kept it off. And she's told me, she knows since we've known each other, Dr. Corey and I, she knows that I battle with this. And she's like, Christy, as a psychiatrist, she says, Christy, you have to learn to let it go. It's not your problem. It's their problem. And I just, I, Dr. Corey, I can't, I can't let it go. I can't seem to not let it bother me when someone gains their weight back. And my dad's a licensed counselor as well. And he says the same thing. And he deals with it too, with his patients and people that come through. You know, he gets them through a crisis and then they get themselves right back in a crisis. And I say, dad, how do you, how do you not let that bother you? And he just says, I just don't, honey. I just don't. I can't seem to not let it bother me. It is the worst thing about being Code Red to the point where I've wanted to quit Code Red because I just can't take the disappointment. When I see somebody stuffing pizza in their face at the Costco food court, when I see somebody on social media, I just unfollowed somebody on social media yesterday on Instagram who I helped lose weight, like gave of myself, went the extra mile and helped this person lose weight. And then I see this person on a trip just <sighs> abusing food and abusing alcohol and abusing sugar and going right back to this person's old ways. And I just can't understand because I listen to this person and so many others complain and cry and lament and say, why? I don't want to feel this way anymore. I have achy joints. I have migraine headaches. I have no energy. I have no sex drive. All these things. I hate myself the way I am. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to change. And then we, we cha change they lose all their weight and then they gain it right back by going back to their old ways. And I mean, what's hard for me is because I'm thinking, but they, they know that their old ways are going to bring them misery. They know by eating that sugar and drinking that alcohol and eating that, the bread products and the wheat and the grains and all those things, they know they're going to have achy joints. They know they're going to wake up with headaches and achy joints and, and gut ache. They know they're going to have diarrhea. They know they're going to be constipated. They know their IBS is going to flare back up. They know that their knees are going to start aching every time they stand up out of a chair. They know this, but they do it anyway. After battling with decades of pain, misery, medications, getting them off, showing them the way, and they're like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing in the world. I can't believe it. And then they go right back to it with all the crap that comes along with it. I just, I can't wrap my head around that. I don't understand that. So it is really hard for me to see this, to watch this happen with Rebels when you disconnect from the group, when you disconnect from 
the program when you think you got it and you have nobody that's holding. I mean, everybody needs accountability. And when you have no accountability, nobody does well with no accountability. And then they fall off the wagon because the top three biggest rules in keeping your weight off is you always stay on the scale every day. You always drink your water every day and you never allow junk food in your house. So if you break any or all those rules, you will start gaining your weight back. I've seen it hundreds of thousands of times. The rules are in place for a reason. That's why the Biggest Loser contestants gain their weight back. They quit getting on the scale. They quit drinking their water and they let a little bit of sugar and it always just takes a little bit creep back into their life. And then it creates this vicious, horrible cycle. So I've watched the best of them fall, my own family members. And it is just so heartbreaking and I can't seem to not take it seriously. So I really don't, I mean, seriously, Personally, I can't seem to not take it personally. And I really hate talking about this. I really don't want to even talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. I want to just kind of cry myself to sleep because you know what it is? Because I feel like I failed as a coach. I feel like I failed. And everybody, every one of you guys watching this and listening to this, you're going to go, oh no, Christy, it's their problem. Now I get that. And I get that you're saying that. And I know it's, I know it's their problem, but I feel like I didn't give them enough of the tools. How can they not see? How can they not understand? What, where did I miss the coaching? What did I do that failed them? Because I feel like I failed them as a coach and I don't know what more I could have done. And ultimately it's their choice, but to go back into a life of such a prison that sugar is such a prison is beyond me. That all the problems, all the fact that we know that sugar feeds into disease, we know it ages the organ, we know that it feeds into cancer cells, we know that it is the single biggest driver in all of the diseases out there is our overconsumption of sugar. When we've gone from eating four pounds of sugar in 1977, 1976, to eating 100 pounds of sugar a year, four pounds of sugar a year to 100 pounds of sugar a year. Like, I mean, it's just, we sugar is the driver and all the obesity, the metabolic syndrome, the insulin resistance, the all the heart disease, everything we know, it's all driven by the overconsumption of sugar. And we know this, but somehow I feel like I failed my clients when they fall off the wagon. I failed them. They don't fall off the wagon when they're on the program, like when they're turning in their weights, their coach every Friday, you know, and they're watching the videos. They don't fall off the wagon. That's why it's so important. You guys, community is so huge. You've got to stay connected. So it's just as a really difficult subject for me to talk about. But the bottom line is if you have fallen off the wagon and you have gained your weight back, and if you have slipped and if you have backslidden, as we say in church, right? <laughs> oh, it's a backslid. That Christian backslid. <laughs> if you have done that, Code Red wants you back. We love you. We ain't going nowhere. I mean, we are a hard hitter. Code Red is a hard hitter in this industry. We are not going anywhere. So we are here for you when you want to come back. And all it takes is just coming back. It's just getting back in the groups, joining the next challenge. All it is is just getting back in connected with us. All it takes is a message to me. All it takes is posting on the page. It doesn't take much. And we want you back. We love you. You know, there are lots of Bible studies, uh, Bible studies, Bible stories about this. Um, any of you people that know 
that have read the Bible or have heard the stories in vacation Bible school when you were a kid or Sunday school when you were a kid or you know him now and you know about the prodigal son, right? The prodigal son, you know, takes, he was just an arrogant jerk. Okay, this is Christy paraphrasing here. The prodigal son, the, you got the guy, he's a rich guy in the Bible. What was his name? Uh, my, mom is, my mom is shouting out his name right now. Anyway, oh. Okay, so the dad had these sons, and one of the sons was just an arrogant jerk, right? And so he asks his dad for all of his inheritance, and he takes all of his inheritance, and he goes and he leaves and he squanders all of it. He just squanders all of it, right? And then he ends up, he has no money left, and he ends up like... um He's so hungry, he eats a food that he um, he's working, right? He's like, I don't know, mucking stalls or something. He was cleaning the pig pen. And he noticed that they feed the pigs better than what he's been eating. And he said, you know what? Wait a minute. My dad treats his servants better than this. I could go and see if, and I, I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, but I can go and see if, I don't know why I'm going off on this. I love the Bible. I can go and see if my dad will take me back and I can work as a servant for him. And so that was a prodigal son or really had a 180 degree turn, right? So he returns and the dad sees him in the, in the distance and he goes to beg his dad, please let me just be a servant for you. I'm so sorry. And the dad ends up saying, I love you. No way. That's okay. And gives him a big hug and forgives him and everything. And that's what I wish I could do. I mean, I want to do when I see somebody, that's what I do do. I, I don't mean to say that I want to do. It's hard for me, but because my heart is hurt because I take it personally when someone, when they fall off the wagon. But what we do when we see you coming, like the, the father did to the prodigal son, right? When we see you coming back to Code Red, we do open our arms up. We do say, hey, kill the fatted calf. My son is returned. That's what the, the father said in the Bible. We do feel that way about you. We do not judge you. We love you. We're just glad you're back. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes is just turn and come the other direction towards us because our arms are open. There is shame. I get it that, that you're feeling shameful for what you did to gain back your weight. My problem is when someone gains back the weight and then they act like it ain't happening. Like they're totally like ignoring it. Look, I mean, don't piss on me. And so sorry, I just talked about the Bible. And then I said, piss, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't piss on me. <laughs> don't pee on me and tell me it's raining. Don't try to BS me. You can't BS me. I'm looking right at you in Costco or in Winco. And I'm seeing that you gained your weight back. And you're like, I'm doing fine. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Everything's fine. I feel good. No, you don't. I know that you don't because I know when you are eating copious amounts of sugar and not taking care of yourself like you should, and you're not eating a good, healthy, wholesome diet, and you're not drinking your water, you're drinking Red Bulls and wine instead, and you're cutting too low on sleep because your stomach hurts so bad you can't sleep. I know when all that is happening, you're, everything in your life is coming down because nobody feels their best when they are not taking care of themselves. So don't stand there and lie to my face and act like everything's fine. It ain't fine. It's not fine because you're not taking care of your health. So you're not being the optimal employee, the optimal mother, the optimal wife, the optimal friend. You're not, your life is not at the optimal level. Because of your intake. Seriously, you're like, well, Christy, that's awfully dramatic. That's the truth. People, everything hinges off your food. 
Look at your dog. Your dog will start acting weird. Every, what do we all say? Well, what did you feed him? Well, what did he eat last? Everybody says that. Your vet says that. The first thing that happens, your dog throws up or has diarrhea. The first thing you say is, holy crap, what did we feed that dog last night? Oh, you know what? He got into the garbage. Exactly. That's what he ate. Same thing with you. So my problem is when I see somebody or I hear of somebody, you know, like I'll reach out to somebody I saw from a couple of pictures on Facebook that somebody was gaining back their weight. So I reach out and say, hey, just checking to see how you're doing. Doing so great. Feels so good. Everything's good. I'm like, oh, whatever. I can totally see that you don't feel good. It's like a fake smile on your face. I know what it feels like because I've been down this road. I know what it feels like to be overweight. And I know that everything in your life is affected. And you don't perform at optimal level in anything, in the gardening or walking your dog or just talking on the phone. Like nothing, it just, everything just drops down when you don't feel good because nobody feels like, you don't feel like going and pulling your weeds when your knees hurt and you have migraine headaches. And that is caused because you're shoving bullcrap food in your mouth. That's because you went out for pad thai last night. You ate a big pile of it. And now you woke up with achy joints and you're bloated. You can't get your rings off. All that comes back to your food. I don't care. I don't care how much you gained back. I don't care what you did. I just care that you see what you did wrong and now you're back on track. It doesn't matter how far you fell. Like you could have fallen off the wagon. You could have been dragged behind the wagon. You could have been, the wagon left you 62 miles ago and you set up, you bought a house in the nearest town. That could be how far the wagon, like the wagon so far down the road, you ain't never seeing it again. Like it's just, look, we get it. I've fallen off the wagon too. Just the, the difference when I fall the wagon and the difference between you and me is that when I fall off, I fall off this much. as a really teeny tiny about, amount and then I just get right back on. A lot of you guys, and I know this because I've been there, you know, you eat a cupcake maybe at like 1 p.m. because you, they're left over from your five-year-old's birthday party. Rule number three, never allow junk food to stay in your house after the birthday party. Send it home with the last child. But you had one because your willpower waned. And then you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go ahead and eat the other four. That way they won't be in the house anymore. So you eat the other four. And then you say, now it's 3.30 p.m. And you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and order a pizza. I've already screwed up anyway. Might as well just do that. So you order a pizza. Ding dong. The guy comes, drops off the pizza. You go ahead and wash that down with a half of two liter of Diet Coke. You wake up the next morning, you're so hungry because now you're in this vicious cycle and you go ahead and start off with waffles because you're craving carbs so bad and it just keeps going and keeps going and you can't seem to stop. Stop, just stop. Stop right where you are, stop. Throw away whatever is in your house in the kitchen right now. Throw it away. Don't wait until Monday. Don't, if it's two o'clock on a Tuesday, don't wait until next Monday. Don't finish out the week doing whatever the heck you want. Stop right now. If it's Wednesday morning at 9.43 a.m., stop right now and come back. We love you. We will help you. Let go of the shame of gaining your weight back. It doesn't matter. The fact is you're back. The fact is you knew where you went wrong. You know, I heard Ken Berry, Dr. Berry on Paul Saladino's podcast, and he said that the average person quits smoking six to 10 times before it finally takes. And in the words of Mark Twain, quitting smoking is easy. I've done it a thousand times. Isn't that the truth? Some people just need to go around the mountain a couple of times before you realize that junk food has done you no favors. It is never 
been good for you. It's never done anything for you ever. The best thing to do is just stop, stop and come back to a challenge. 10 pound takedown.com. Come back to a challenge. Start with the challenge. You don't need to say anything. You just need to start. You can write me a letter if you want, but you don't need to write a big old long explanation unless you feel like it, unless you want to kind of purge that from your system. You don't need to. We just want you back. We just care about you. It's like Christ. If you guys are Christ believers, if you believe in Jesus, you know that Jesus, one of the absolutely incredible things about Christ is that he forgives us over and 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 over for no matter what. No matter what, you can, we can always ask, ask Jesus for forgiveness. And no matter what our sin is, there's no sin that is too, there's nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing. There's nothing that we can do. And over and over and over, Christ has forgiven me for crap that I have done that I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, Christy. Like just things that are like, oh, you idiot. Why'd you do that? Why'd you say that? Why'd you think that? What the heck? Oh, Christy, come on. But yet Christ forgives me over and over again. Why would I not? Why would I not forgive you? Why would I not, you know, have you come back on? Why would we not welcome you with open arms? You know, I'm not comparing myself to Christ here. I hope nobody thinks that. I'm just saying that that far be it for me to ever judge you and to ever keep you from, like, hold you to that shame. Far be it for me to ever make you feel guilty and to rub your face in it and to rub your nose in it and remind you. God never reminds me of the crap I did. I remind me, but he doesn't remind me. Why would I remind you? Psh, you remember that time, Karen? <laughs> Remember that time? Tell you what, I mean, I sometimes have might bring it up as a. I mean, I wouldn't do this to somebody directly, but I might say, remember that, you know, the cupcakes left over after the birthday party. Let's just not forget what happened on the last birthday party. We got to make sure we don't. We just rule number three: never, never, never allow junk food to stay in your house. We cannot have sugar in the house. Remember that? We just want to, I just want to write. So I might say that, but I would never actually bring it up and rub your nose in it. That's terrible. We're not here for that. We're here to love you. We're here to get you back on track. And maybe the penny will drop in and you'll say, enough, enough is enough. I'm not going to battle with this anymore. The junk food has done me no favors. It is literally a few seconds of a high that you get when sugar touches your tongue. And then immediately starts a vicious cycle. And it's horrible. We know the nature of the trap. We know what it has done. But you got to come back. And we want you. We love you. We're not here to judge you. You got to let go of the shame and the guilt of gaining your weight back and just say, you know what? It's okay. I'm back. And we'll just do this again. And we'll do it again. And we'll do it again until finally you get it. We care about you so very much. I hope you can see that in my eyes. I hope you can hear it in my voice that I wish I could really disconnect from my rebels and not take it personally when I see one of them has fallen off the wagon. It is so hard for me. Uh, man, so hard for me. But I don't know. I have tried everything I can think of to not be so connected, but I guess, I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever change. I feel really connected to you guys and... It does. It hurts my heart when I see one of you guys have stumbled and fallen, but it doesn't make me not love you. It makes me still want you back. So please join us. Don't think you can't come back. You can absolutely come back. We love you. I've never seen anybody wrap their arms around you better than the Code Red Life group. You guys, that group is like 17,000 people as of the recording of this podcast. And 
I mean, if somebody reaches out for help, you could have three, four or 500 comments after that post of people that are supporting this person that just says, I'm struggling. I need some help. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. People are so kind and they just, they really wrap their loving arms around you. And that's what we want you to feel. All right. You will find your home in our community. This is your tribe. You left, but you're back and it's okay. You got to let go of the shame of gaining your weight back. Okay. Good to talk to you guys all. And I'll talk to you on the next podcast. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? Then all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcast on your phone or computer and do three simple things. Leave a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. And in that review, ask anything you want related to health, weight loss, or mindset. And if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your question answered live, raw, and uncut on the next Q&A episode. So I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.